and I'm very much a raw dog kind of a person. <clears throat> like I love. You don't use condoms. Like, you know, yeah, no. Yeah. I just go straight in there, uh-huh. like Donald Trump, just like just, grab it. Yeah. But no, I just I don't. I edit my music and I try to not have as many flaws in it as possible but sometimes if there is stuff like that like somebody hollering in the background like i'll intentionally keep that in Uh because it's just nice to hear music that's not as formulaic like there's some realness and like an aspect of this natural aspect to the recording process yeah and it it just makes me think of like i've never been in an anechoic chamber but like Mm -hmm. they say that it like fucks you up because it's like there's no sound and you're just like you start hearing like your heart beating and like the blood rushing in your veins yeah it's like we're human beings and there's always noise around us and i think it's interesting that you incorporate that into your music we'll listen to some of your music in a second but yeah i mean in the digital space it's just hard if you're using like all synthesizers and stuff it's harder to fill the space in that way yeah yeah i like um giorgio marauder Mm -hmm. and he like one of the quotes in the Daft Punk song is once oh, you yeah. like once you free your mind of of what notions music contains, like you can free yourself to all elements and music isn't it's more of an expression at that point. Yeah. And like he said, I wanted to make music but I also wanted to be a composer. And like mm-hmm. that's very much how I feel. I think there's like this beauty in unnatural synthetic sounds plus like a natural human aspect to it Mm -hmm. It, they like help round each other off because that's just that's what music is is like the conglomerate of natural plus unnatural Mm -hmm. especially now when there's so many synthesizers and just like crazy sounds like that yeah let's uh let's listen to one of these tracks which one would you like to start with we'll do new college try i feel like that's that's a good place to start it is longer this is actually like two tracks that Mm -hmm. i tracked separately then put together and kind of mixed it um a lot of the sounds that you'll hear the the intro is me talking to my brother Mm -hmm. and it's just like a stupid conversation that leads into this very heavy sound that i i just wanted to like you're in the real world boom i'm like pushing you through this funnel and now you're in this new world like yeah. that you create yourself all the things that you're feeling and going to feel through these headphones is like your own imagination let it roam mm-hmm. and then the concept of the album was to be able to get people to talk about the music so that when we bring ideas to the table we're not going back to the on- the lonely island of ideas that we had from this song like we mm-hmm. have that other person's insight into it mm-hmm the idea is i'm going to bring you to the most familiar unfamiliar space Uh, like i give you the emotions to feel but everything that you experience in that realm is mm -hmm. your own personal stuff Mm. because like i can't tell i there's no words in this song so like i'm not invoking an emotion upon you that's something that you're getting like cathartically out of the song Mm -hmm. all right let's hit it hey man this looks like my weed Shut up, <laughs> The portal. You showed me somewhere. Re- remastered. Oh. 
we're back. Yeah. Um, we want to go right back into another track here. Um, do you want to preface this with the... Yeah, mm-hmm. so, okay, so this song's called Disco Stew. The reason it's called Disco Stew is because I love disco, but I also love other music. And I wanted to make a conglomerate idea of music that's like branches out through different things. So this right now is very house vibey kind of disco stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the intro is going to be a lot slower than it's going to build into actual disco with a lot of wahs and. Just, you know, that 80s, like the that, funky? that funky feeling, right? Okay. And then it'll branch into a little harder rock, then work its way into what this portion of the song is. Oh, okay. And then by the end of the song, it'll turn into a waltz. And then that'll be the end of the song. Because I had like a whole music video written out for this in my brain. I have it written down at the house, like the formation of how it's all going to be. Mm. And the premise of the song uh disco stew is just to be comfortable with yourself like just be as happy with yourself as you can be because that's like the best thing that you can do for yourself and the opening the lyrics aren't in the song but the opening of the song is uh hey there pretty lady how you doing tonight i've seen you from across the room and i'm feeling all right i just have a question i don't want to take much of your time but can you please hold my brew as i dance along to this disco stew so he's walking up to this girl (laughs) and like can you hold my beer while Uh i go bust a move on the dance floor and like that's the only there's not like this misogynistic idea of like i saw you and i think you pretty it's just like yeah yeah can you hold this because i'm gonna go have fun real quick yeah yeah yeah. like you thought that i was gonna come hit on you yeah and then the dance that he's dancing on the dance floor will then evolve throughout the whole thing Mm. the rest of the the music video does he ever get the girl she comes up to him and then when she comes up to him is when it turns into the waltz oh okay that's what i was thinking in my head and then everybody is dancing in a waltz but in like their disco attire Mm. in a church okay all right let's hit it i'm dressing now I got no girl. I got no job. I wanna fucking die.
Oh, hell, hell yeah. yeah. That's hilarious. That's actually my mom. That's like a, <laughs> I took a snap of her a long time ago. Really? And I was like, Ma, what do you say to that? And she goes, I say, hell yeah. Oh my god. And then I just stole that sample and put it in the, end of the song. Dude, see, you are very good at capturing these moments that are like funny or they mean something to you mm-hmm. i wouldn't have ne- i would have never known that that was your mom you know what i mean it's yeah. just like it's funny to you and like just probably funny to someone else for like another reason yep so what's the plan what are you missing what do you need to finish this song um so the the full i mean nothing really i mm-hmm. just need to actually sit down and record it uh-huh. and kind of crank it out because there's there's at yeah, least it seems four like or five different phases of this song yeah and the i think this whole song started off with just like the bass foundation chords on the piano mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then when i brought it to the band we like built a whole layering system on top of it and then i recorded it solo and it ended up being more hip-hop and i was like you know what fuck it let's just like put all of this in there yeah there's no reason that a song can't have this how long is it gonna be oh it's gonna be like five six seven minutes okay that's that's not horrible like in i mean not that long songs are bad yeah and it i mean there's gonna be lyrics too uh inevitably so it'll help people kind of pay more attention through the song do you have like melodyne or anything like that Mm -mm. okay i wanted to get is it melodyne is the one that was like the first producer of autotune i don't know no, it's not i had to do a whole research i think paper autotune, autotune is a thing yeah it's its own entity there's another one that like it's like the it's a prismizer so it takes like the one vocal and you can play out a chord structure and allow it to like be spread out through a chord structure is it like sampling? It's like a vocoder, only way better and less robotic. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Weird. Okay. It doesn't like have... You don't have to feed a synthesizer through it. Or Correct. Do you? Okay. You just have to run the plug-in. Interesting. That'd be cool. Yeah, I haven't fucked with much of that stuff. And but- Bon Iver does it with uh analog so he'll do analog and he'll actually have like a little instrument to play it on so there's hardware as a part of it so he could do it in live forms Uh uh-huh and still get that and still get that sound because he's just playing the chord structure on the little midi and then it's like harmonizing everything together Mm -hmm. see i love that like people who took the vocoding and the the auto-tune stuff and really made it into an instrument yeah opposed to just like a cheat code you know what i mean because like i feel like there's a lot of stigma about like oh well you know it's auto-tune like look at fergie singing the national anthem that was like (laughs) she needed some but yeah it's like i think it's really cool when when you use the tool like that because it's gonna be a thing people are gonna use it and then like turn it into like a new musical idea yeah that's fucking and i feel like it's way easier to discredit something that you like didn't know the whole process of but like auto-tune started off as graphing seismic activity underground to find oil wells and then that same the same developer then used that information to like find 
correlation within pitches so that it's hitting those harmonies rather than the D harmonies. So you're only hearing like the clearer notes mm. that would resonate in that note. Yeah, that like you would want to be hitting yeah. or whatever, like, you know. So it went from checking seismic activity in the ground to correlate where oil would be to like recognizing seismic activity in notes and then correlating pitch structures for it. Really? Yeah. That's fucking nuts. It's just wild. <laughs> Technology is crazy, man. And then Cher was Cher was the first person to ever have auto tune. That was the first. Ah, what a bang! Believe by Cher was the first song. So good. Dude. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I, you just can't fear the technology. You just gotta embrace yeah. it. Yeah, you gotta use it. Gotta use it and adapt to it. Yeah. No, truly, that I did not know that. That's fascinating. There was something I was gonna say about it, but I I forgot. <laughs> but I would love to get auto-tune and fuck around for sure um okay let's keep moving let's uh let's keep this going let's keep right. doing some songs um uh let's do mad world it's a cover of mad world with my friend holly i was actually going through my the one where it's like mad world yeah Dude. i i um i found this this song like recorded from a long time ago yeah and then started fucking around with it again and the ending of it kind of trailed off and became terrible so it's a very short tidbit Mm -hmm. but she i used my mxl 990 and i pointed the front end towards her so she could get all of like the pickup and Mm -hmm. i actually faced it backwards to me so i could still get in the shape Mm -hmm. and get picked up but i'm more of a background vocal sorry Mm -hmm my friend melvin's on the track like he opens it up it's just all audio there's no there wasn't any cutting and pasting in the song it was just kind of like i added a bass and then made it more billy eilish-esque mm. that was my my goal nice because she took my friend holly was like i want to make a song like billy eilish i was like let's just do a cover song and then we'll turn it into something like that yeah totally dude the first time i heard this song was in a gears of war trailer Ooh. Do you remember? Do you remember? It I was like remember. the. It was for the first Gears of War, and it was just like, "Yo, what the <laughs> fuck? This game looks sick." People like chainsawing each other with like the the chainsaw and the gun. Yep, and they're massive bodies. Dude, why are their feet so big in the game when they're running around? Also, why can they only run crouching in that game? I don't get it. it why is everything chest high walls? Like, everything is chest-high walls. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) everything is a crouch run, and then their feet are, like, size 22. It doesn't even make any sense. Their feet are the size of their legs. Yeah. The width. (laughs) Yeah. Like, they are absolute beasts, but they don't know how to run standing upright. Maybe that's just, like, part of the story that they didn't explain. I don't know. Anyway, side note. Um, Let's hit this track.
really like the uh, delay on there. It like, I mean, I don't even know. It sounds like a delay maybe with a reverb and it like almost sounds reverse too or some shit. I don't know. It's like... The vocals? Yeah, on the vocals. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, in FL Studio, I just know how to use like their programming, but it is, it's a reverb chamber and then the reverb chamber actually... I do a lot with mixing, so I actually like change the dynamic, um, like the actual range of the room, the dimensions of the room. I change oh, throughout oh. the song, yeah, so that it like compresses it and it adds a lot more delay to it. Mm-hmm. So then when I spread it out again, it's that noise that's bouncing instead of the vocals that hit in that section. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense? No, that makes sense. You, dude, that is like one of the weirdest effects is when you change the size of the room. Mm-hmm. It just sounds so crazy. Sometimes it sounds really digital, depending yeah. on the reverb, but I think in this, it just sounded really fucking cool. And it was very minimal, too. I've, there's like two tracks on that. Yeah. There's just my vocals and me singing and Holly singing, which is just all recorded on the one microphone at the one time, mm-hmm. and then the bass, and that was it. And then also... What was the song that you guys were singing in the start? It was like... Oh, I can't even remember. It's like that drop it to the flow. I love the way the booty go. Yeah. And I didn't even know that that's what they were doing. I was just like sitting there with the chord progression. Yeah. And I was just like, what the fuck? Where is it? And I was like, oh, there it is. And then we started the song immediately. Yeah. And then you just knew the chords after that? Like once you found the root? You are a musician, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) I had to take a lot of theory classes. Do you do a lot of covers? Um, there's quite a few on SoundCloud. Okay. Most of them ended up becoming like acoustic versions. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't recently until I got, until Mad World, I think was like the first one where I added more instrumentals. Cause I mm-hmm. didn't, all the stuff on SoundCloud was when I was just starting to develop like how I make music and what I wanted to do and like where I kind of felt comfortable. So mm-hmm. a lot of it was on guitar, very bare bones, singy songwriting type stuff. And then it, I slowly started learning how to play piano more and just kind of incorporating new elements into the music. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I feel like doing remixes is a great way to, first of all, like learn songs and kind of how they're made mm-hmm. and then also just do your own little spin-off i sometimes i do remixes where it's like not at all the same chord progression not at all like even the same key and then just trying to slap some vocals on top and seeing if it works yeah i don't know i feel like it's fun it's always fun to just experiment yeah just see like if it will fit in some other scenario Mm -hmm. yeah except it would be cool to just be able to sing it too (laughs) which (laughs) i wish i could do man that's Props to you. Um, all right. Let's keep going. Let's hit another track. So the next one would be... So I have Thank You and I have Clay Pigeons. So there's an original and then there's a cover. So guess which one do you want to go through? Let's do the cover and then we'll do the original. All right. So Clay Pigeons. It's by John Prine. And I listened to Michael Sarah when he released an album. He actually released this song. on. Really? This was a track on one of his albums. Which is a John Prine song, and I loved it, so I wanted to make a cover. I feel like he does so much stuff. He does so much good stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. Like I don't, we don't deserve Michael Sarah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> truly. I'm going down to the Greyhound station, gonna get a ticket to ride. 
gonna find that lady with two with the kids and sit down by her side. Right till the sun comes up and down around me about two or three times. Smoking cigarettes in the backseat. Trying to hide myself from the people I meet. Get along with it all. Go down where people say yo. Sing a song with a friend. Change the shape then. Get back in the game and start playing again I'd like to stay for a while But I might have to go to start over again I might go back down to Texas Might go down to somewhere that I've never been Get up in the morning and go out at night And I won't have to go home Get used to being alone Change the words to the song and start singing again. I'm tired of running around looking for answers to questions that I already know. I could build me a there birds in there? Just to have some I recorded this outside. Oh, okay. In a pool. <laughs> in a pool. In a pool. In an empty pool. I don't know, I was like, well, I have a pool and it's empty right now. I'm gonna play music in it and see what it sounds like. Start talking again and I know what to say. I'm going down to the Greyhound station, going to buy a ticket to ride. Till the sun comes up and down around me about two or three times Smoking cigarettes in the backseat Trying to hide myself from the people I meet Get along with it all Go down where people say y'all Sing a song with a friend Change the shape that I'm in Dude, it just sounds so, like, humble Or, like, so, like, down to earth Like, yeah, yeah I didn't really give a fuck about, like I was just trying to like sing a song yeah. and like play it. And... I don't want perfection in music. I feel like it, like that's what really makes it seem like foreign to me at some point is when yeah. there's just so many elements that are just not real. Yeah. That I like lose touch with that that song. I just couldn't feel it anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, totally. I think you do that like very well. Kill that Thanks. bug. Ah. Kill it. Are we back? Yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> um yeah, I just I really like feel like I'm learning a lot just listening to this. It's giving me a lot of ideas about just doing things and having like little scars on them, little mm -hmm. little whatever nicks and I don't know. Like I feel like my brain just goes, "No, we got to like polish that. We got to fix that." A lot of it I would attest to is uh, because of Bon Iver. So like 22 a million, the first song on that album, which is what 22 over soon, and it like there's moments where it like crackles, and I genuinely got so upset because I restarted that song like eight times, and I was thinking that my headphones were getting all fucked up and kinked in my pocket, and it oh, was like uh -huh. the function of the song. Uh, and then once I had that idea of, you know, like really anything can be in music. I mean, I don't think there's any such thing as like 
terrible content. There's no such thing as like unusable content. It's all usable. It's all manageable. You can work around it. And I started, I, the whole reason I guess I record everything is because I wanted to always have something that like I can play and have and record and save and then Mm -hmm. give to my kids. And then my kids can be like, yo, this is what my dad and his brothers were like. And they're so stupid. Like, yeah, no. (laughs) And you told me like, you were like even making something on like a bus one time and you were like recording like. Or, or just the idea of making some something on the bus like you get something from that or like recording the sounds of the bus mm-hmm. like it just add, it's automatically you could put that in an archive like, yeah you know what i mean it's like someone someone could be like well this is the sound of a bus yeah like if we completely forget what those are you i feel like we gain a lot of, i i personally feel like i gained so much more experience and like outward thoughts when I walk around and I do have like my little portable recorder and a microphone and my headphones plugged into it, like I'm so much more in tune because I mean, obviously the microphone is a lot more sensitive yeah, than I am. So I can like hear all these different conversations. I was walking in, I was in Colorado and I was at a museum and I was like, this is a perfect place. It's a kid's museum. Like there's going to be awesome conversations here. Like yeah. somebody teaching somebody else, like I'll learn something. And then I just went past this exhibit of extinct animals and i like i forget sometimes what we had as thoughts for as children Mm -hmm. but like some kid was like what would happen if this lion came to life and the other kid's like i would cut him down with my samurai sword and i was like you don't one you don't have a samurai sword nor do you have the skills you like came up to me listen listen (laughs) but like i miss and appreciate those conversations and i feel Uh like when you hold something like that and you give it to somebody else and you ask them those questions you're like yeah like where when did we lose like those weird crazy conversation pieces like yeah as where kids, we just, just like think. had theoretical ideas. We live in a society <laughs> where we just like everything has to be logical and real. And I think sometimes just playing around with the abnormal gives you a different sense of what else. When you walk around with a recorder, do you have it in your hand? Do you like put it in like your pocket, like your shirt pocket? So the or- ba- mo- nine times out of ten, um, I will have a microphone and it'll be like in my hand and I'll just uh-huh. point it towards stuff. Usually it's a dynamic. Sometimes if I'm feeling risky, I'll take like a good compression mic out. Okay. Other times I use the recorder on the thing itself. Like the microphones built in the recorder, which mm-hmm. aren't as great, but yeah. you know, content is content. I like recording stuff. Yeah. What do people think when you walk past them? I think people just, there was a, when I, when I did it in Colorado, I went into a store and I literally was like pointing it at people picking up bags of chips. Like I just wanted that sound. I wanted the sound of just like people grabbing things. And I just wanted, I just wanted to walk around and like feel with my ears, you know? Uh-huh. And the guy stopped me. He's like, hey man, what you doing over there? I was like, oh, I'm just recording stuff. He's like, you're just, oh, you're recording stuff? Yeah. Well, what are you going to do with it? Put it in a song, maybe. I don't know. I just like sounds. I like noises. It's like, <laughs> do you like Dan Deacon? It's like, who's Dan Deacon? And then I found out who Dan Deacon oh, was. Dude. And I was like, yo, this is fantastic. Like, yeah. I'm so glad that we had this interaction. Right. Yeah, yeah, there was a time where I was on the plane. And this old lady, like, kept staring at me. And then, a ho- like, one of the... I don't, what are they called? The like the flight receptionist yeah the stewardess i don't know if that's the proper i term. feel like that's the proper term okay um but the stewardess like came up she was like sir what's that in your hand it's like this is a recorder she's like what are you <laughs> recording everything in this cabin right now it's like why 
I'm just weird and I like noises. She's like, let me see. And then I give her my headphones and she's like, oh, okay. She's like, this lady right now, like, point blank. She's like, this lady right here thought this was like a bomb or something. So uh-huh. we're just going to let you, <laughs> like, just letting you know the next time you bring it on a plane, like, tell somebody next to you, hey, uh, this is a recorder. Oh that reminds me of, like, Harold and Kumar when it's like, they drop the bong and the gas comes out and the woman's just like, poisonous gas. <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple of the songs on my ep that like i made on in a flight just Mm -hmm. like i don't know i'm constantly like doing different things pulling shit out of my backpacks adding new wires people are watching me like what the fuck is going on who is this man (laughs) i think people just see with like they they see with their eyes and i i know for a fact that i see with my ears like i judge everything off of what i can hear before i judge what i can see Mm -hmm. and uh I think it was Michael. I can't remember his last name. Uh, he came over and he was like, imagine oh, a beach. Oh, Mike Mahaffey. Yeah, Mahaffey. So he was like, imagine being at the beach. Close your eyes and imagine yourself being there. He's like, can you see yourself there? And I was like, no, I can't. But I can hear the waves. Yeah. Like, I can hear the waves the and I can whooshing. feel the water. Uh. And he's like, you can't see it, though. I was like, no. He's like, well, then you don't, like use your eyes more than you use like your other senses i was like i never thought of it like that but that is 100 percent true <sighs> see that's the thing is like i think that's like if i were to lose one of my sights losing your or losing one of your senses losing your sight would be so rough i would hands down pick being blind over now like being deaf really yeah i just I, I can't imagine i can't imagine living life without video listening games? to music I can't imagine living life without listening to music. Yeah. I can't imagine it at all. Like... That sounds like the worst thing. Because then I can see everything, but I can't, like... I can't hear it. I have to, like, mentally process what it would have sounded like once I lost it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It just... It's tough. Like... I mean, it's not a win-win scenario. No, you don't want to lose any of your senses (laughs) for sure. But, I mean, just sight and sound would, I think, be the hardest. Like, taste. I'm not, like... I sometimes find eating... Well, you're also a chef boy, you know? So, like, I feel like your taste would really... That would fuck you up, right? That would be pretty hard to lose. That would suck, but I'd still pick... I don't know, man. I'd rather have hearing. Dude, but I'm just, like... I feel like I could forego... Maybe... I was going to say smell, but it, once you just get rid of them, one of them, you're like, oh, no, I don't want to not Yeah, well, I mean, that. like, once you lose smell, you, like, lose taste. So yeah, that's well, that, a two yeah, for right, because it's, like, a it's yeah. super incorporated. So taste, for sure, so would taste, be, like, the yeah. first lose. Because, like, I'm also someone who, like, I love food, and I love, like, the culture behind food, and I mm-hmm. just, I think it's an art form, but in order to just, like, feed my body, sometimes it's a chore, you know sometimes yep. you're like i don't want to make food right now but i'm gonna yeah so i think i could just deal with like being able to eat whatever i'm just like okay like time to feed yeah. my body you're like i'm eating cereal and it tastes less like the chicken that i just ate yeah. it's no different the texture is a little bit different and then touch i mean like sex you just get rid of sex in your life you like I mean, can't any, play the piano anymore. You can't like do anything. Yeah, I didn't even think about like how just tactile yeah. things would become harder if you could not feel them. It would just suck. Yeah, but then again, what if you were like, 
feel like it would make working out easier. You'd just be like, I don't even feel the pain. And you just like keep going <laughs> through it. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, we've been tangent. It's all good. It's all good. Um, all right, let's do... We got one more track. Mm-hmm. Um, so anything you want to say about this track? So this was my my goodbye Michigan song. Mm-hmm. This was like my my love letter to Michigan, all the people that I know there, all of my friends and family. Like this was a for me like my proper goodbye, my send off for myself, so that like they know that I'm on the next chapter, that I'm doing fine, like everything's okay, and appreciating the people that have been there for me. So the the first beginning of the song is for my my ex, Rhea. Like she supported me through a lot. We like. I mean, we're still great friends. We still talk all the time. And uh, she helped me She helped me pay for, like, my tuition in college when I was getting real low. And, you know, like, people like that really come through in life, you know, yeah. far, very far yeah. and few in between. So I appreciate her a lot. And my friends Holly and Melvin, I wrote the second verse for them. And then the third verse is basically, like, everybody else around. Mm-hmm. And, uh... This the the intro to the song is Pete doing dishes because oh, he came yeah. up and did dishes while uh-huh. I was about to record and I was like fuck it I'm just gonna have this whole thing on top yeah so that's hilarious I wanted oh, to yeah. give it like a cafe vibe like there's stuff going on while music is playing shout out denim chicken um <laughs> literally we've shouted out denim chicken multiple times on this podcast just from like when I was living there. Oh, yeah. Also, another little tidbit is Christian moved into the room that I was living in when I would record podcasts in that room. <laughs> okay. So, you recorded this at that house, like, just upstairs. Yep. Cool. Let's hit it. Oh, 
everything down got all the tracks done i was like i really i need like a solid outro to this so then i just walked down the street and just pointed my microphone at a tree just uh-huh. recorded it for like five minutes and then went back inside and just like found the best one and put that in there so stuck it in the end subtle it, it really didn't feel like you were transferring from space to space like it just sweet it just like i was like oh there's birds now maybe they're outside i don't know that's like also another fun part about all this ambiance in your mm-hmm. music. It's like you can change locations and like change the setting and do it in a very discreet way. Yeah. That's and then it just like yeah, the the changing of it just like punches in and punches out and you can like Yeah. You could like fade them. Build or your whatever. own like soundscape essentially. Yeah. That was a very uh genuine feeling song. Like it was just sounded like you just wanted to get it out to people and Something for you, something for them. Yeah. Yeah. Very, like, a personal, just kind of... That's why I, like, like that Pete was doing the dishes. Yeah, no Because it does no feel fucks. like a... Given. Nah. Like, yeah. You're it just, just felt like, like a intimate setting. Because it feels like you're in a room with somebody at that point. Yeah. Because there's, like, something going on. You're like, oh, I might... I'm, I'm in the same room with this artist, like, doing this thing. So it could be a cafe and, you know, I'm on stage or... Mm-hmm. you're like at a small like amphitheater and people are just sitting outside and you're playing a song it's very intimate just kind of mm-hmm. feels tight-knit you're just like well whatever it doesn't matter where i do it 
it's just as long as i do it it's yep like, and i very much am about that i'm just kind of like a like is this a spontaneous idea that i have right now am i going to put it off till later nope I'm just gonna do it right now i'm just like boop yeah and then it could be like five minutes it could be an hour but like if you put that five minutes in you have that and now you can like build off of it later my my whole process as a musician has always been like i don't want music to be known as me like i don't like being christian rios i like being insert title here like that's me Uh and i'd much rather just go as that because then i can alleviate myself of like that notion that this is the artist this is the music that they make this is like how he goes about things like you don't question when gorillas comes out with a song and it's so different than the last track right because it's gorillas like they're a non-idea band like they're just the concept is that they exist but don't they just make music and they make music and they're like real life characters but not real life and Mm -hmm. daft punk is the same way where they like they put on a front so that they're separate they're a separate entity from their music yeah and like i i value that a lot because i'd much rather have the music just be known as being the music and then i can feel like creative enough to go and venture off into different avenues Mm-hmm. And then not feel like I have to sit with what my fan base. Yeah, wants. am I getting away from my sound? It's yeah. Like, well, there there is no sound really. Yeah. Like, yeah. Freddie Mercury. Like Freddie Mercury. Everything that man touched sounded like Freddie Mercury. Like, mm-hmm. there is no doubt in my mind that you can listen to a track and be like, "Is this Freddie Mercury?" Like, no, you know. Yeah. And like, Daft Punk and Gorillaz are the same way. They just like. They have their own sound. Tame Impala has their own sound. They've branched off from garage rock to like this new synthy wave, and then went back to like a hybrid. And that you can't you can't like hold an artist to a genre. That's music changes constantly. Yeah, and it goes back to the whole thing of like that, like you make the music, and maybe you have your own feelings about it, but everyone else takes it a different way. Mm-hmm. You know genuinely i just want people to feel something i think it's just nice to get music that like puts emotion in you Mm -hmm. whether it's good or bad um i mean i love i love listening to like horror movie soundtracks because like mixing that kind of shit and like thinking about the chord progressions and how like eerie everything needs to sound but at the same time it like adds depth like you feel like you're sinking in Mm -hmm. to your chair because of this sound that's happening but it's so ominous and yet there's this all these layers added to it like i love feeling emotions out of a song which is why like i'm very much a soundtrack kind of a person yeah you like the dynamics i love just like yeah i just love spreading like the sounds into different avenues i want it to like flow within the your ear canals i want you to be able to feel like there's like an environment around you mm-hmm. but i also want like at this point i don't want anybody to feel like genuine panic but i do <laughs> i do want like the intro of new college try is like i want you to like feel compressed like uh-huh. i want you to just like feel like i'm crunching you and then there's this release and like yeah. you can actually let out like this sigh of genuine release because that sound made you feel crunched and now you're just like yeah, now, oh. now we're in a new space. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, now I can breathe. All right, well, we've been through a lot. We have. <laughs> we've been, been through a, journey. a long journey. <laughs> um, so I got two questions for you. What was the first concert you went to? 
that's a toughie. I feel like a lot of my first concerts experience were like big ticket festival, which is a like a Christian music festival. Okay. So I went to a lot, like more than definitely my first concert was a Christian music festival. Concert. Yeah. Okay. It's probably like thousand foot crutch or like red. Okay. One of those two bands. Okay. And what kind of music is it like Creed? Cause I fuck with Creed. <laughs> Um, it's like alternative. It was alternative Christian rock. All right. All and right. it like Red has this after their second album, they incorporated orchestral pieces into their their albums. Uh-huh. And so it like I don't know. I was like, man, somebody put rock and uh, like orchestras together and it sounds so beautiful and like broken and sad but like wholesome and real. Uh-huh. And I really fucked with the idea of just like grungy, heavy sounds plus melodic orchestral pieces. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I feel like some really good, there's some really good Christian music out there. Like POD, they were apparently like a Christian rock band. Mm hmm. They fuck. I yeah, mean, dude. like, I don't know if they actually f- have sex <laughs> before marriage, but like. They're sick. Dude, Red Red and Thousand Foot Crutch, 100, like, hands down, like, definitely, definitely Check fuck it out. hard with, yeah, okay, definitely okay. fuck hard with them. Okay, gotcha. The other part is, what was the most, like, like, your favorite, the most impactful concert that you've been to? Who? The one that stands out the most. Or changed you. So, I would say that there was two. There was... I went to see Bon Iver for his 4 Emma concert. So, it was like the 10-year the anniversary of 4 Emma. And he only did that album there. He did a little bit of, like, his Kanye shit, which really got me, like, off of my seat. I was probably the only person in the whole Buck Stadium <laughs> that was, like, standing up while he was just going and ham on his OP1. Mm-hmm. And then... uh Gregory Allen Isakoff. I saw him at a small church in Grand Rapids. And it was very, it was like, it's a, I mean, it was a big church, but like, it just felt so small. And he, he sings very folky, singer songwriting type stuff. And he had like a bullet mic, which kind of helped like engulf you with his voice. Hmm. And I don't like the acoustics in that place, man. It was yeah surreal it was like i was in front of him the whole time really and, yeah and what's a bullet like it's so it's like a essentially a regular microphone but the inside is hollowed out mm-hmm. so it sounds like you're talking with the mic like with your fit your hand covering your face you know how it like comes back to your ears right away uh-huh so that's what the microphone effect does it essentially makes it so it sounds like you're talking to yourself interesting it's like almost like a phone call Microphone. Uh, uh, okay. And it's 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 wild. Okay. I, I really like bullet mics, and I think the effect is not as used as it should. Do you think that that concert was, like, profound because it was in a church and, like, the acoustics were really cool? Or was it just, do you, like, was the music, obviously? Like, okay, so I, to know? preface, I never listened to Gregory Allen is a cough before this. Like, my girlfriend made me go. Well, she didn't make me, but she was like, I bought tickets, we're going. (laughs) So I was like, all right, I'm going. And I didn't know what to expect, and I got there, and it was just like this folk 
this just this man just like letting out his soul yeah and it was so wholesome and i just uh-huh, felt like uh-huh. like a part i felt like a part of something i was like man like i've never been to any of this guy's show i don't know any of this guy's music and yet i absolutely love this man yeah like, everything about this concert right now is just hitting me in all the good spots there was some weird shit going on with like my friend and his girlfriend at the time oh, didn't matter. Like drama. Yeah, like it was little... literally in the like play the church that we were in. They were having like this little argument, and like one of them walked out, and I was just like, "This doesn't matter. This guy right here, yeah, Gregory he's Allen is a cop. He's fucking killing this shit. Like I don't even care what's happening over there." Yeah, I mean, like, what would you even have done? You know, it just sounds like it was something between them. Yep, weren't gonna let them ruin the vibe. Nope. Yeah. I feel like that church, it had something to do with it. <laughs> Those acoustics, man. Dude, the acoustics, hands down, definitely did a lot. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what it was. I remember mm-hmm. when I went there, I just thought also, like, when I was in a band, yo, we got to play a show here. Like, this place has the best acoustics I've ever heard in any arena. Yeah. Like, any area, any place within, like, venue within the Grand Rapids area. That's Fountain the spot. Street Church. Fountain Street Church. Hands down the best spot. Word. Okay. All right. Well, do you uh, do you have any shout outs? Do you want to shout out? Any- I mean, you already like shouted out your friends from back home. Mm-hmm. Is there any uh, musical inspirations or people that you worked with that you'd like to say hi to? Um, <laughs> or just say go check out? I mean, go check out Blue Oddity. I don't know if they're still a band anymore. That was the band that I was a part of. Word. And, like, they added a guy named Josh Cohen, and he was a band. He was the leader of another band, and then when I left, he took over the spot. So it, like, flowed really well. Um, go check out Thrupence, though. T-H-R-U-P-E-N-C-E. He's, like, it's the Mike guy. Mike Pence's brother. Yeah. <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> he uh, He's the guy that really got me into, like, the soundscape type music his the way that he records is very unique Mm -hmm. and i just say go listen to him like every album is so good okay through pens that's some homework for me too where can people find your music um on spotify you can it's easier to just check out menno and then in parentheses original score but my name is insert title here and then it's all uh what is it lower brackets what are they called lowercase no like the the little oh like the uh, underscore the underscore that's what it so it's like insert underscore title underscore here okay gotcha yeah, yeah. not a dash no not in the middle nope okay <laughs> it's later than i thought <laughs> all right well adios doot 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 doot